Welcome to a new episode of Magic and Medicine. I'm so excited today because I have a new theme show, a new theme song introduction, and we have a new website that also has a blog and it's very, very functional. So it's magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com and that's magic with a K. Today's information for our podcast today comes from the Spirit Almanac, a modern guide to ancient self-care by Emma Lowy and Lindsay Callender. We're in the time, we are now in the season of winter, if you didn't realize that. And I thought of that because we had a big snowstorm up, up here not too long ago, and it's pretty significant still out there um, and I thought that it would be really interesting to talk about winter with the different winter holidays around the corner you know winter often gets a bad rap I myself am not a big fan of winter but I do like winter when I don't really have to go too many places uh, when I'm able to this year to combat those winter blues, I decided to do some planting indoors. So I have, um, I've done that with some heat lamps and things like that. And it brings a little bit of that summer inside. I still look out my window, one of my windows, and I see the, I see how sad the, um, my far, my uh, garden is covered with snow. But you know what I learned? That there's growth underneath that the, why it's amazing when spring comes i'll see how far my ivy has grown and my irises also they they multiply and i see that evidence of that in the in the beginning of spring when i take off all the leaves from all of the vegetation i leave the leaves there because it keeps them warm it keep a nice little warm buffer for my plants but you know, we often think of winter as, you know, dark. Uh, it arrival beckons heavier coats, warmer fires, and longer sips of coffee and hot chocolate. It replaces the vibrant hues of fall with a sharp, dreary landscape. You see the tips of branches uh, be overloaded with cold, with cold snow. The winds prickle the skin. The gray clouds mimic a collective energy that, from the outside, is drained of color. But underneath all of this veil of monotony, new life is building the strength to surface in the springtime. Nature is it's like nature is having a little party underground, one that will become visible to us only with the passing of time. It's with the sudden flourish of spring's blossoms that we are reminded of the true theme of winter, which is hidden growth. 
next time we can think I'm going to try to keep that thought in my mind throughout this winter season and get excited because actually I just I earlier in the year I snipped uh, when it was nice outside I snipped some of my luscious ivy and I moved some I moved it to an, another section of the garden that needed it to create a nice undergrowth and within no time at all basically it had stretched and grown and it grows really fast and this ivy was where it's just once upon a time four little tiny things that I clipped from my late father-in-law's house he loved ivy and he had magnificent ivy and it's flourished and it's beautiful and so I can't wait to see how much it has grown when the springtime comes. So I just get excited when I'm on the treadmill looking out the and looking at the window over the garden and just imagine how beautiful it's going to be when the spring comes that there is hidden growth underneath. Let's talk a little bit about the history of winter. The winter solstice marks the astrological kickoff of the season when the sun hangs its lowest in the sky and the daylight is at its shortest. And we got to hurry up and do everything before that cold darkness comes. Historically, the start of winter has brought with it a foreboding wave of challenges a period of desolate farming and hunting conditions. Winter's coming used to signal days spent rationing food supplies and fighting off the spread of disease for many. Right now we're in COVID and uh, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of scary because people told us that it's going to be, we're in for a long dark winter and with over 3,000 Americans now dying per day currently, I mean, it could escalate currently, which is is absolutely high. I mean, we're this 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 year, this season of winter uh, signals an increase in deaths because we're indoors for the most part in the colder regions of the uh, the world. Actually, not just not just in the United States; it's the world. It's a global pandemic, and at the same time. Uh, the occasion of winter once sim also symbolized bigger moments yet to come. After all, once the sun reaches its lowest point, there's nowhere to go but up. Now, different cultures worldwide have joyfully acknowledged the arrival of winter with celebrations for centuries. The Dongzi, I'm probably mispronouncing it, uh, but it's D-O-N-G-Z-H-I. It's a festival in China. It mocks the end of harvest when families gather to consume warming rich foods meant to raise their spirits for the springtime. In Scandinavia, a multi-day feast marked the return of the sun god and a massive bonfire welcomed her back in a flood of light. The, the solstice falls on the sun god's birthday in Persian tradition and is celebrated as the triumph of light over darkness. Families stay up for the longest night of the year in a ceremony known as Yalda, which means birth, retiring only when the sun has once again emerged victorious the next morning. Reminders of the roots of these celebrations still lie in the earth's ruins. 
ancient Egyptian temples face the solstice sunrise, the farthest south the sun ever rises. While the BC era geoglyphs, which are etchings of rocks and gravel, and Peruvian deserts align with this event. These landmarks transfer the purity, growth, and prosperity that are thought to be encapsulated in the winter sun's rays downward for us to harness. Under the Chinese five element system, each element corresponds to a season with early and late summer being split into two. So seasonal changes such as the solstice have far reaching profound effects. Winter is water in all its engulfing mysterious glory. It's a time to embrace stillness, to celebrate sensitivities, to let the tears flow and address the senses that lie beneath the surface. It's a moment to look within, conserve energy, and take on the liquid's ability to mold to any vessel. Energetically, winter is yin, feminine and fluid, as opposed to yang, massive and domineering. It is a slow time to conserve your strength. According to Chinese medicine, water corresponds to the kidneys and bladder which are linked to the systems that cleanse and moderate what we discard from the body. Metaphorically, this is our cue to gain clarity and get rid of anything that's not serving us. It's also a time of profound planning. Similar to the new moon phase, it is a blank canvas on which to manifest your intentions, get clear on what you want, and prepare to bring your dreams to light. I like, uh, I'm thankful that we do have a season of winter here in the Northeast. And for me, in the Northeastern United States, and for me, it is a time of work, of intense work, so that I can distribute my wares to the, the public, present them to the public in the springtime when I go to various uh, author events or artist event, artisan events where I showcase my wares. And so I spend all that time during the winter. I'm writing, I'm crafting, I'm doing lots of things, reading, and I, I, I get a lot of work during this time. I, I do a lot of, uh, I've been doing a lot of my virtual spiritual message sessions with clients and things of that nature. And virtual helps me to um, help a lot of people all over. That's why I like the virtual readings, the virtual spiritual message sessions. And by the way, <laughs> um, I was supposed to put a commercial in, but I did not. I'll have a commercial on a later episode. Um, I do do spirit messages, and you can find it easily this time on my website, magic-and-medicine.com, magic with a K. I'll put all that information in the show notes. If you check the tab that, click the tab that says services, you'll be able to book appointments with me. Now back to uh, winter. So let's talk about the modern, modern day winter rituals. Today, you know, we have holidays such as Christmas, Hanukkah, Chinese New Year, and Kwanzaa, just to name a few, which are celebrated in winter as occasions of togetherness and gratitude. 
Perhaps it's no coincidence that these gatherings come to us in this season when we would all when we could all use a bit of social release with that inner work. But this year, remember, we have to do it socially distancing, do it by Zoom. We're not supposed to be hanging out with people because we don't want to spread the virus and kill more people. Modern New Year celebrations, on the other hand, have become a lot largely ego-driven. While we're all for embarking on a journey to be your best self, listening to the season is paramount. Modern resolutions are often too imposed by commercial interest and out of touch with winter's ancient offering of going inward. We need to take that time in the winter to have our own hidden growth, to look within ourselves and to grow, to spend some time pruning ourselves, to um, giving ourselves nutrients in the form of, of wisdom and reading and knowledge so that when we emerge in the spring, we'll be better than when we went inside in the at the beginning of winter. We're doing ourselves a true disservice if we're not reflecting incubating, planning, and inquiring during the silence of winter. That's really, really important. Now, it's also a time to be inspired. I take inspiration greatly in the wintertime. In the most literal sense, the sharp chill in the air is invigorating and clarifies the mind. Bundle up, go out for a walk in nature. Being cold physically teaches us to sit with discomfort to find calm, and to warm ourselves from the inside out. Even traditional winter sports like ice skating and skiing are singular in nature, like a moving meditation asking us to find an inner rhythm. In many parts of the world, winter is short. I wish that were, Sometimes I wish that were the case here, but actually I'm glad it's not because... I need a lot of time to do a lot of work. And, when I, and so when spring comes, although spring and summer are short here, I'm still thankful for it. And I think it's a, for me, it works out. It's a great balance. I, I sort of move with nature. And it's really a nice balance when the seasons are the way they are here. You know, so, so, I mean, other, uh, I mean, when some places, winter short, the days are frigid and long and even colder nights can be quiet and lonely but this time should call upon us to radiate our own warmth and sunshine which requires some pretty intense self-reflection so while winter may be a season to stand a bit more still it's not an excuse to stop working instead Let's take its coming to it as a cue to gather our thoughts about the calendar year that's drawing to a close and plan how we'll, we'll navigate the next one. Do you know that the winter blues have taken on a more serious name in modern medicine? Seasonal, uh, seasonal affective disorder or SAD, S-A-D. And it was first identified by psychologist Norman Rosenthal in 1984. It is a, cycle, a cyclical depression that coincides with the seasons, usually peaking in the dead of winter. 
And um, studies also show that sad is a dance of environmental, biological, and psychological factors. And that negative associations with the season can also spur symptoms. So, you know, getting enough sleep is important. So, um, Dr. Eva Selleb, who is a mind-body medicine expert and professor at Harvard Medical School, says balanced, protein-heavy diet, low and refined sugar and carbohydrates, plenty of exercise, and a daily vitamin C supplement are important. She also recommends going to sleep at the same time every night and leaving electronics out of the bedroom. I say go out in nature. When it's a beautiful sunny winter day, I can't wait to get outside because I do suffer from that. And this year I'm not going to allow that to happen because I'm trying my, my best. I have my indoor plants now. Um, I've always had indoor plants, but I have like garden plants now indoors. I'm growing miniature tomatoes plants. These They're um, dwarf tomato plants, growing collard greens. I'm growing a lot of things in the stackable, uh, the stackable uh, garden thing because then I can't have the garden inside. So it's a stackable garden tray tower and I'm growing a lot of things in it that are actually garden stuff. So, uh, and I get outside, open all the windows and we have a nice wooded property. So I get to Make sure I open the slide, pull the curtains back, sliding glass door, and I look. And all of that helps tremendously with uh, my seasonal depression disorder. So these win winter rituals are all about inner rumination, rumination and quiet progress. They'll remind you that change takes time and nothing, nothing, nothing happens overnight while also challenging you to discover and get to know a new part of you, what's growing underneath. Even more important, they'll teach you to be kinder to yourself, physically and emotionally, so that you have the strength to wipe your slate clean and prepare for next year's work of art, knowing full well that it's going to be even more stunning than the last. Are you ready to start it's never too late to start. It's never, ever too late to start. So I, I strongly suggest, you know, to combat, try your best to combat those winter blues. Rituals help. It's also a, a nice schedule sometimes help going to bed at the same time. And even though you may, yeah, it's easy to stay under the covers and say, I don't want to get up. I've, I've been that way, but I, I think of how good I'll feel after a nice walk in nature, especially when it's just one of those, I love the morning, sunny mornings of winter. The sun is so beautiful and the sunsets are even more grand. So happy holidays. Those of you for whatever winter holiday you may be celebrating. I hope you have a good one. Again, I thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Take care of yourselves. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Dark Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.